This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I am joined once again by Eric for another episode of Spoiling Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and today we're going to be talking about part four. Eric, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Excited to get out of the back to tank and uh, <laughs> get talking with you, uh, you know, put on my my uh, robotic arms, legs, and and every other uh, every other piece, I guess. So, Todd, we, we are now 60% through, 66%. Yeah. Something like that. Somebody could, Somebody could do math. I, it's know. too early for me for math, but I'm going to trust you on that. Sure. 66. Wow. Probably 0. 0.666 repeating, which mm. is, you know, delightfully evil. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we got a lot. We got a lot going on here. We uh, yeah. I think this is a six part series, right? I think so. Yeah. If, if, if and, not, we're both going to look like idiots, but eh. worse matter. things seemed, have happened. Seemed, <laughs> yeah. Well, that screws our math up big time. Yeah. Don't even try to get me to do four out of seven. That's just not happening. No, no. So what's your thoughts so far on the series and or the latest episode? I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But once again, before we get into the episode, we're going to play the droids in the intro sequence game. Did you notice the the, the new entries there? Oh, no. Is there there was a new one today. Oh, oh yeah. There was one that I noticed immediately, but they flashed by so quickly. I, I wasn't sure. Like, at first, I thought they put Mickey. <laughs> like the Like the... The round head oh. with the ears oh. and the thing. Oh, okay, I'm like, that would well, that's be not um, right. disturbing. No, that's not what it is there. So I went back and, and watched it and, you know, kind of frame by framed it. And so it leads off with the the loader droid. His oh, face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is fun. And then it goes into something that I couldn't quite identify at first. And I'm still not sure that I'm right. But I think it's like the, the time clock droid that Obi-Wan was punching out of at the the fish packing situation. Okay. Which is super weird. And I think that's what it is. Okay. And then, and then it goes through some of the familiar favorites, you know, the stormtroopers, the Mandalorians, whatnot. And then at one point, what it is, is it's Lola and her little flaps are up. Oh. So at a quick glance, it looks very much like a Mickey head. Really what it is, is it's, is it's Lola. It's Um, a portable CD player. Yeah. That's right. Um, That's right. Wow. I, you know, Part of me thinks that I just skipped it this time. I've been, uh, you know, I didn't even get to watch this on the Wednesday. You know, I had to wait until like the next day. I've just been, you know, been busy, busy, point. busy. Yeah, yeah, which is disturbing. So when it came down to it, I'm like, I might not have watched the recap and I definitely didn't watch the intro, you know, credit scene. I'm like, I've seen this before, but that's interesting that they're adding new characters each time. That's yeah. kind of fun. I like that. No, I, I like it. It's it's kind of an Easter egg before the show even starts, which is kind of absolutely. Cool. So I'll have so. to go back and watch that just to see who's who's there. But speaking of the loader loading droid, I don't think we talked much about him um, him at all last week. Just based on time constraints. Um, I really enjoyed loader droid. I thought, um, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I did. I was like, they do a really good job of making these droids like likable. Or or like connect with them in a sense, and I'm like, he, yeah. this guy's gonna bash this dude in the head with this random, uh, you know, part. I'm like, I I, I enjoy this guy, um, <laughs> and and maybe yeah. so because Lay also prefaced that like, you know, these droids are, you know, they 
you should ask them questions too. And you, you, you know, right. And be accepting of them to be polite to them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've been talking to the vacuum, um, you know, <laughs> and, and, you and I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you what, the, the, it's picking up a lot more crumbs these days. So well, good. I think we should all, we should all take that lesson. That's right. It pays to be nice to them now so that when they, you know, have the uprising in the robot revolution, hopefully they'll, they'll be a little stronger of you in particular. So. Absolutely. That's, that's my, that's my goal all along. That's what I was telling myself the other day. Well, what, what do we start off in this, this one? I mean, essentially so, Kenobi was beat up and dragged through fire in right. the latest, latest episode. Right. So, so far episode three has been, you know, was, or part three was very action packed. And oh, yeah. we now start with what him and the, in the, the tank being healed. Yeah. He, he wakes up in, in, I guess, whatever medical facility people smuggling Jedi have going on. I liked the, the back to tank sequence where it kind of went between him and Vader both, you know, taking yeah. a soak. That was fun, I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. Uh, that, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I, so, Hey, Hey, I was watching, I was watching something on TV. And they were showing right now, I guess, the similarities between all of the, um, like, the actual Star Wars episodes. Like, episode one was somewhat on a desert planet and so forth, kind of, like, uh, escaping, you know, Tatooine. Episode two um, was, like, on a water-type planet or, you know, casino-type thing. Yeah. Uh, Episode three had Vader and and Mustafar or whatever the heck it is and the fire. And, And this one here is essentially this is saving Leia. So to speak, and right. you know, so I don't know if that is on purpose. I'm sure there's slight hints, but that that was one thing. Yeah, I had not thought of that, but you're you're right in that that's how it is. So I, I suppose episode five is we're gonna be sad at the end. I'm sure. Well, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're mean, gonna be very uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> so they're so it's been be on, said. They're either somehow gonna get to an ice planet, or yeah. Yoda's gonna make an appearance, or somebody's getting carbon froze. <laughs> if, if they're gonna if they're yeah. gonna carry on with the parallels, you know, then then maybe mm-hmm. that's that's a thing. I will say I this. Let me let me let me throw this out just because mm-hmm. this is sure. something that I've been thinking about all series. And I don't think we've we've gotten around to to bringing it up. Uh, you know, ever since we realized, oh, Leia plays a pretty serious role in all this, and you watch, you know, her and and Ben go through their trials and Ben saves them and they, they, they get kind of close, you know, later on, you know, at the tail end of this episode, you know, they're all in the, uh, the transport and they're all bummed out and she reached out and holds his hand. You know, you can see that there's, there's a bond forming there mm-hmm. and it kind of goes to, you know, when they came out with uh, force awakens and you've got Kylo Ren and that's, you know, Leia's child and mm-hmm. his real name is Ben. And I remember uh, there being an uproar of why in the hell would they call him Ben? It's not like they, she, you know, she hung out with Obi-Wan much. What the hell's going on with that? Uh, well, I don't know if it's a, if it's a majestically fantastic retcon or if this was perhaps something that was, you know, planned all along. Like they're like, well, listen, <laughs> the two of them connect before, you know, a new hope. But I thought that was, I thought that was interesting and fun. Yeah, no, I didn't put that together. That sounds, um, that makes all the sense in the world. And, and as of the moment right now, there's nothing that they're doing that's making it to the point where you couldn't believe this because, you know, I, I did hear somebody kind of reference that like Luke, <laughs> there's a couple things in A New Hope that's kind of kind of off was that like Luke was more disturbed by Kenobi getting killed than his aunt and uncle who were burned to death. Like, you know, he, he had more time like 
mourning the death of Kenobi, and and Leia didn't seem phased pretty much at all when she learned the news, you know, the Millennium Falcon and so forth like that. But very interesting. All you know, it will make you kind of watch maybe the the newer films differently. You know, just look yeah. at it and say, oh, if this happened, then you know we knew that Leia had this you know this relationship with Kenobi a while right. ago. But so, it's oh. uh it uh, yeah no it's very interesting and I it, you know appreciate that. So originally I thought you know actually I didn't even notice it until a little bit later. I thought they were on um, Vader's hangout uh, where, where oh. they took Leia, and that's oh, not you, that's not true. Uh, it's in the Mustafar system, but it's not on Mustafar. They do say that it's somewhere in there, which explains how Vader gets there so damn quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not actually on. The, the volcanic Mustafa. The ocean ocean moon of Nor. Oh. Um, Somebody's on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm on <laughs> Wikipedia here. Okay. Uh, but I figured, you know, it's just pull it up here to. You yeah. Know. No. Uh, but it looks to me, and yeah, it's funny that they have Mustafar, which has like a what a fire, a fire planet, and then there's a, an ocean moon right next to it. So it's like the whole balance of the force, I guess. Um, but I didn't realize that that's where they were for the longest time. And I'm like, man, why didn't Vader just come down here and just like take him out? It's a totally right. different place. This was, yeah. this is what for just the inquisitors or just a normal. Seemed uh, like that was like the inquisitors base and you know, all the Imperials that support them. Like, mm-hmm. So do the Inquisitors, you think, they don't? They didn't mess around, really? They didn't care much about the, uh, like, the actual Rebels? They were just, their sole purpose was to find Jedi. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I'm sure if they came across Rebels, they'd probably do something about it. But no, if it, they were, they were focused on Jedi hunting, which I imagine the Venn diagram of, you know, remaining Jedi and people prone to rebellion, there's probably a decent overlap there. But yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, sure. and I guess the other thing is the time frame that we're looking at. The rebellion really wasn't. I mean, there were people who were wanting to rebel, but I don't think they'd actually formed the rebel alliance to any serious yeah. degree at that point. Because I mean, Bail Organa and Mon Mothma both, you know, helped to form the rebel alliance. And obviously, they're both around. I mean, hell, they were. Yeah, they were in play at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. But I don't think it starts to take hold and form a serious rebellion until, like, just before New Hope. Like, that's the impression I'm left with is, like, you know. Okay. So there's New no Hope, signs right now the... that you can see that. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, there's there's still a Senate. And I think that the folks who are not real keen on the whole Empire thing are still trying to do things, quote, unquote, the right way through mm-hmm. the Senate. I don't think it's until, you know, the Emperor disbands the Senate in episode Which four. When yeah. they... When things like, okay, we're good and properly screwed. We need to actually fight this going on. So, yeah, I don't think they're really, the Inquisitors are real concerned with that in so much as they are just finding the Jedi. Yeah. See, I feel if George Lucas put this together, I wouldn't have any questions on all this. I think it would be a nice, lengthy dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) And I would know exactly the trade routes um, that are being at at play here. Uh, But no, the, uh, the whole overall arc, like, skip to the end you know essentially during an escape what did they what were they flying they were flying the uh the ships that were used in empire strikes back against the Adams, yeah the snow right? speeders yeah basically the snow okay. speeders yeah so i didn't know if that was exclusive to you know it seems like there's certain ships that are just exclusive to rebel slash you know as exclusive to empire which is just 
uh, kind of interesting. I mean, no, I mean, I get where you're going. Like, you never see any rebels really in TIE fighters. You don't really see any Imperial folk in uh, X wings. Right? X wings. I mean, Incom, the people who made who make the X wings, like at the time of the rebellion, like they kind of aligned themselves with the rebellion and became suppliers <laughs> to and, to the rebels for the most part. Like that's they kind of worked out some back back deals to get some gear to the rebels sort yeah. of yeah and so like i like i don't know if the snow speeders it's the same thing or it's just that's the you know a popular commercially available snow speeder you know it's like i don't know what i don't know i don't know crap about cars eric this is this is well known hmm. but let's really but let's let's say dodge chargers are car, cars that get used as police cars for example, okay. yeah, sure, like, sure. Like, like you can have those, and they're all done up like cop cars. They're cop cars, but you can be a regular Joe on the street and get a, you know, Dodge Charger. I feel like that might be the same thing with like the the snow speeders. Is like, yeah, the the Re- rebels got their hands on a whole bunch of them for their installation on Hoth, but so too do these rando, <laughs> you know, salvage people who happen to be smuggling Jedi. Like, I don't. I don't think it's cut and dry as to what side gets those. I think those well, are generally yeah. available. Well, that's that. You know, I always my impression was always that the rebels always got the the stuff on the cheap in terms of like because that's kind of how they worked. So their stuff was always kind of like inferior, the lower end. So it, the, uh, yeah, had, I guess I guess the word inferior is a little tricky because yeah, the empire got everything new. The rebels tend to get things sort of secondhand, but that doesn't necessarily make it inferior. Well, like like, like okay. tie fighters, tie fighters are fine, but they don't have shields. They don't have hyperdrives. Like they're like they're designed to be deployed from a star destroyer and do their thing. Sure. And they're they're kind of expendable. Whereas the you know the rebels with their with the X wings, for example, have shields, have hyperdrives. Like they're just like they're secondhand, but they're not necessarily cheap because they aren't they can't afford to have things be expendable like the Empire does. Okay, if that makes sense. Sure. I realize we're getting way off topic from no, it's fine. This episode, it's fine. But... Todd, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. You go through this episode, <laughs> it's gonna be real quick. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't have any creatures to talk about. Essentially, we go right <laughs> through it. He, they they break in. You know, there's some aspects, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, you know, at this point in time, there this is a perfect time to talk about the actual transportation and and in general. <laughs> aspect yeah i just always viewed like the the empire had the you know like the lexus and the mercedes and yeah yeah you know, yeah and and you know the empire or the uh the rebels were kind of stuck with uh you know low-end you know chevys there's <laughs> you know like <laughs> right 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 so i i mean but i mean obviously it doesn't matter but that's how so when i saw those coming through i'm just like all right so are these like affordable affordable crafts uh because i feel like just the people that are fighting you know aren't the people on the ground, you know, the people that are helping yeah. out the Jedi and so forth like that, they're probably not made of money and or like, I don't know how much time you have to dedicate to like putting in a nine to five and also doing all this <laughs> route. So it's right. just interesting dynamic where you're trying well, to, you know, take their world and make a linear situation with us and how we would be doing stuff. Yeah. Well, and I will say that those speeders make sense for folks whose cover is a salvage operation. Because sure. they do, they do have like the tow cables. Like, it makes way more sense for folks doing salvage operations to have craft that have tow cables, 
than it does for an actual fighter craft. I mean, yeah, it happened to work out well with the AT-ATs. They got clever and used them for that. But mm-hmm. outside of that weird corner case scenario, why in the hell would you need a tow cable on a, on a fighting vehicle? So sure. I, 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 think sure. I, think it was, I think it was nice that they used those and didn't, you know, cook up yet another craft. Like, I think that kind of makes sense. I like but, it. No, I, you know, we always like that. And as, you know, as kids, if we had those toys and this episode came out then they, they, they become the toy of the week probably. Oh yeah. For that, for that notion. So, so, you know, with that being said, what do we, what do we find ourselves, you know, Kenobi busts out of the tank um, and essentially is like, Hey, we need to go rescue this girl, Leia. Yep. Yep. And so who are these people? Do we know, like, are there any of these people prominent in any other series? Not I do that not I'm, know not that I'm aware of. Okay. Like, I feel, I feel like this is a whole new branch of stuff. Okay. I mean, the time period between episodes three and four in the movies is mm-hmm. largely unexplored with the exception of like solo takes a little chunk of an itty bitty corner of that time frame. Rogue one sure. is a very specific immediately pre episode four chunk of it. Like a lot of the, you know, how the rebellion was formed and what specifically happened to the Jedi. A lot of that's still pretty vague. So maybe this group when is, become, when is ends up becoming something rebels is either immediately preceding or during episode four. I, I'm trying to remember if they make reference to Alderaan blowing up and or okay. the Death Star in there, because really that's that's sort of your central piece. I mean, hell, the, uh, the all the Star Wars timelines you look at uh, reference thing, you know, how we have uh, B.C. and A.D. Yes. That all, you know, our timeline revolves around, you know, for what it for better or worse, the, the birth of Christ. Right. The Star mm-hmm. Wars timeline is BBY and ABY before the Battle of Yavin and after the Battle of Yavin, which is basically when the Death Star blows up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, in, in a lot of the other, you know, the other properties, you know, um, TV shows, movies, comics, books, whatever, um, you can kind of that's kind of the benchmark I use to know, well, where where does this happen? Is is there a Death Star yet? If so, which one? And has it blown up or not? <laughs> um, well, These are the delineation you, marks. Well, yes. Well, from from playing the role playing game for years and years, and you know, you make your own campaign. It's in the Star Wars world, but you kind of you know come up with your own storylines and adventures mm-hmm. or whatever. And most of the time when I played was before the prequels existed. Like it was all assumed to be somewhere in the the classic trilogy era. I always like to start folks off just a little bit before. A new hope so they could get into the rebellion whatever and then you know they would they would hear rumors of this death star thing and then shortly thereafter they would hear about you know the alderaan <laughs> no longer being a going concern i think a couple of campaigns they were actually involved in the assault on the death star um a couple of times they just heard about it it's a good frame of reference yeah, no, 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 no. That's uh, you know, it, it gets tricky now as we're playing around with all these timelines in all oh, yeah. the universes, for that matter. I mean, even yeah. even right now at the uh, Galaxy's Edge in Disney, they're they're throwing in the Mandalorian, uh, which is problematic in the whole timeline. So it gets it's <laughs> right because Galaxy's Edge is meant to be sequels trilogy era. Oh yeah, right? yeah. It's it. You got Ray walking around and and, yeah. and such and Kylo still. So like 
I guess that's before, you know, episode nine or whatever. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, but needless <laughs> to say, it gets tricky. It's a very timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, yes. you know, not Doctor Who, but close to it. Uh, so we we find ourselves essentially, uh, Re- Reva is interrogating, right, Leia, and yep. she's she's not to be messed with. We, we now can, you know, see that Leia, I mean, I guess we watched this ahead of time. Um, I, well, I, you know, if we watched it all out of sequence, there is no shocker that when Yoda says there's another, like we know who the hell that is, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, you know, the way, which is crazy that no one's ever going to have that like these shock and awes. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you could, so you you'd still well, have to watch. I almost feel like you still have to watch in order the way that they sequentially came out, right? You do four, five, six, and so forth. Because at this point in time, like you can tell, she's got well Jedi. She, well, she I mean, has here, yeah, the Jedi. I mean, if you're if you're gonna if you're it. gonna show if you're gonna show Star Wars to somebody who's not seen Star Wars before, yes, I definitely recommend going in release order as opposed to actual chronological order. Mm-hmm. But even so, you're right. No one is getting that. Holy shit! Darth Vader is Luke's father. Yeah. Oh crap. Leia's his sister. Like, no one's getting that. Like, Abby has not seen any of this. And <laughs> I guarantee, even before Kenobi, even before she got the the two-minute prequels recap that they had at the front of this, like, even before that, I guarantee she knew about Darth Vader being Luke's father and that Leia was his sister because it's just such a common part of the culture nowadays. Anytime anyone's going to make reference to, you know, kissing your sister, there's a fair chance they're going to bring up, you know, Leia kissing Luke on Hoth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anytime yeah. anyone has any sort of father-related thing, you can always count on somebody misquoting the, Luke, I am your father, because that's just how that is. And it, you're right, it kind of sucks that no one's going to get that, oh, crap, feeling ever again. Well, it's just <laughs> now that it's very obvious that Leia as force sensitive or has the force because she's not right. being able to be broke. She's just, you know, like taunting oh, yeah. Reva for information, which is, which is relatively funny. Um, oh yeah. But we have, uh, we have the infiltration. Of, so this Tala lady, do we have any information on her? Like, why is she like, is she, so I couldn't tell if she was actually undercover for the empire and, and or she just is really good at pretending she's undercover. Oh, I think I think she I think that was she's like Ben said, hey, we need a distraction. She's like, fuck, I got no cards to play other than to go <laughs> directly fuck up the rotation of the Inquisitor. What the fuck story am I going to give him? Uh, I guess. I'll yeah, but she up. knows a lot, though. She knows a ton. So you almost feel like, well, she... I, f- I mean, I feel like she must have at one point been Imperial. To be to have gotten you know that's, clearances that's and, yeah. and be familiar with all of their stuff, but I mean, it's it's pretty easy to understand a world in which you know your your normal person, your average citizen, joins the joins the empire because you know all the propaganda and they think that that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or hey, let's face it, much like the case in the real world with the military, you've got folks who are like. Well, crap, I have no real prospects. I uh, <laughs> I join the military or I, you know, work a bunch of minimum wage jobs forever. This is my opportunity to do something. I'll go do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, you end up in the military and then you come to find out, oh, crap, this is not what I like. You start to see, oh, this isn't 
what the propaganda says. This is an actual evil empire. And then I could see people saying, I want to fight against this. I'm going to do it from within and start to double deal and actually be a rebel, even though you're technically a part of the empire. Like, yeah. that's my assumption. Like, I don't know anything no, the, backstory well, you're, for her. You know, but that's... Assumption, correct. Uh, as now we're now on Wikipedia, so okay. gave me some good time to pull that up. And she was a female uh, human imperial officer who was stationed on Mapuzo and served as right. captain. While initially joining the Galactic Empire to try to make a difference, she became disillusioned and eventually saw the Empire for its tyranny. So good job, you get ten points for <laughs> for getting that one right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, because just the way she was able to manipulate and understand how things worked around there. Um, oh yeah. The fact is that she was able to utilize the. Um, from what I understand, that everyone is is feared. You know, like all the um, main troops fear their um, general or whatever. And then the generals oh, yeah. fear, you know, uh, the inquisitors and the inquisitors fear Vader. And it's just like a invader. I assume he fears <laughs> the Empire. If not, I mean, you know, pretty damn close. Oh, yeah. But, but Vader might put on a pretty tough show, but I, I guarantee he's afraid of the Emperor. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they're all just so she just goes up there and she just basically pulls rank and like, I'm good, you know, and, and fear tactics allow her to get what she wants, which is pretty damn funny. Yeah. And and then we get, you know, Kenobi swimming, um, which <laughs> which is not the first time we've seen that, Todd. Oh, no, no. He, he does a lot of swimming in these films. He, he's damn good at swimming, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah. So ultimately, you know, they they, they have that <laughs> they go underground and he breaks in. So I think the most interesting part of the show, this this part for me, was the tombs of said Jedi. Yes, yes. I'm keen to find out exactly what that's about specifically. I mean, it could be as simple as, yeah, they're inquisitors, they're evil fucks. Of course, they're going to keep trophies. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like there's maybe more to it than that. Like with it being under that level of security, I wonder if that's going to somehow play into like, you know cloning plans or some sort uh -huh. of something you know what i mean that was well, i feel that, like i feel it. like in the mandalorian when they were on uh moff gideon's ship and they had like the weird clones in like tubes and stuff like it, it was somewhat reminiscent of that so i wonder if they weren't harvesting stuff from the jedi and that's like the storage tank i don't know it's all conjecture yeah but well trying that to figure was... out the midi-chlorians you know like how right. they can extract or or what have you I mean, at first, I just took it as this is like a sick trophy room. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, and it could be, but eh. <laughs> there could be more there. I'm well. I'm gonna guess that there's more there. If I'm a so gambling there, man, I'm putting some yeah. money down on. Yeah, this is not just trophies. Um. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird how they got them all in a a a solid like form. Like you think you fight a Jedi, like you're probably gonna cut off an arm or a leg before they're just gonna go. Yeah. So. It's kind of interesting. So what I understand is that they have two or three people that were referenced. The the guy that he read um, on the wall. When I remember the Jedi. Yeah, I guess he was in one of those tanks. Yeah, see, I didn't recognize the, any of the folks when I watched. Well, a couple of times I watched. None of them were immediately identifiable to me. I mean, I'm sure some of them were recognizable folks for 
people who are deep into it. And I, I assume you're work. looking at Wikipedia and you're able to no. off some of these folks. No, I do not have it pulled up. I, I will give you just from my readings online over the last okay. week. That okay. The one that they really focused on with like the longer neck or whatever like that was featured in a Clone Wars Rebels, one of those cartoons. And he was like a wise Jedi master or whatever. That that was the one that kind of gave most people the shock. Okay. And then one of them. Now, this is really freaking weird because I've never heard of this, but it's pretty interesting. Have, have you heard of like the witches of uh, Mustafar? I think it was. Dathomir? Gathomir, yes. There yes. you go. Yeah, the um, witches of Dathomir is some all sort of – they're Force users, but they don't – Uh-huh. They're yeah. not like Jedi or Sith. They they kind of – in the expanded universe, pretty much anything that isn't real-life science-based, any sort of mm-hmm. mysticism or magic or faith-based anything, like anywhere where in D&D you'd have a cleric or a magic user, it all gets lumped under the Force. Yeah, but like the witches of Dathomir, it's like yeah, it's the Force. It's not the way the Jedi use the Force. It's not the way the Sith use the Force. It's this different thing, but it's still the Force. Yeah. Um, which, which, um, I guess there was one that uh, appeared to look like that. Uh, you know, like one of the the bodies. So the the Inquisitors might be just going after anybody that is Force sensitive or oh, has yeah. any type. Of... Yeah, and they even mentioned that they're going after people who are just Force sensitive, like. Yeah, their 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 mandate is to eliminate anybody who could possibly have the force in any capacity and therefore somehow challenge Palpatine as the emperor. Yes. Like if you have the force, you are either him, Vader, one of the Inquisitors or some other emperor approved Darksider. If you don't fall into that category, they're going to kill you. It's pretty much how that goes. Yeah, and and that that was just kind of how that looked in there. So that was interesting. I really thought that was interesting. What they're doing with it, who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, and then essentially we just have the escape sequence, right? Or or we yeah. we I guess we start seeing Kenobi using some of his uh, force techniques, like he's getting yeah. it back. Like, yeah. You know, he's well, doing the whole the classic. There's a noise over there. <laughs> yes. Thing. Yeah. I thought it was interesting the whole hallway underwater glass scene. Um, <laughs> in that. When it first started, I was like, well, damn, for being rusty, he sure has, you know, gotten back up to speed pretty quickly. Because deflecting blaster bolts off of your lightsaber is, is no easy task. Sure. Um, again, I tend to refer back to the, the RPG rules, <laughs> which that is really hard to do. Like, you've got mm-hmm. to make one roll to deflect the thing, and then you've got to make another roll to actually, if you want to, instead of just bouncing it, you want to actually bounce it at something like he was doing like he was bouncing them you know they, somebody would shoot him he'd bounce it off the blade and into a droid or another sure. stormtrooper or whatever and he was doing a lot of that and i was like yeah man still has skills oh yeah which and then as soon as i started to think hmm that seems a little sketchy given how rusty he is he bangs one into the window and i'm like okay that's that's more of what i was expecting because i don't know why you would shoot in a hallway where that's possible really like you got him cornered. Um, like I don't know what you're gonna. I don't know what your what your deal there is. Well, um, and I or my, I would have. Yeah. I would have expected those windows to be made out of firmer stuff. Like I don't know. But, yeah. No. The whole window situation. I mean, to me, that just uh, that I don't. I'd prefer not to have that at all. I'd just say, all right, I get it. You want to look at some of the fish as you're walking through, but let's well, that's just the other thing. It's a it's a military that. installation, not a freaking aquarium. Like well. just steel tubes, good old that's it. handy steel hey. tubes, reinforced. But armor. it worked. You just get it point A to point us. B. 
But yeah. no, like yeah, no, it's fine. It made for it made for good television. Yeah, you know. Well, it, it, it barely allowed got them out to there. somewhat escape. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of problematic for me. I'm like, geez, man, that was that was a that was a tough one. To, you know, how do you even get in there in time without the water coming through? It just seemed like it was right. pretty clean. Clean. Uh, you know, the force was with him in that aspect. Yes. Ultimately, though, they escape all's well, and that's where we find ourselves, right? Yeah, basically, yeah, because you're right. Most of this episode was pretty straightforward, <laughs> like not a whole lot, like creature-wise or whatever. You know, that's yeah. He he infiltrates the place. He gets Leia. They get out. There's a weird. There's the weirdness with the uh, the weird tomb situation is noteworthy, and I guess the last thing that's that's kind of significant here is you know they break free. Vader starts choking out Reva, and she's like, nah, "I got this." Oh yeah. And the yep. there's a tracker in the droid and that's unfortunate <laughs> um, yeah yeah but yeah well it's that, reminiscent also that that happened in uh what was it a new hope or was it later when leia says they let us go um, oh yeah when when they, she's very when they much got off the death star and they had a tracker mm-hmm. on on the falcon which led them directly to yavin so yep. yeah here we go that empire knows what they're doing so yeah. we'll so i'm guessing like if you were if you were driving, I would take them direct. I would just take Leia home. I'd say, all right, you're going home. Like this is that, all mess. See, that's see, that's what that's what I would think too. And I, I mean, I doubt that's going to happen. Or they're going to try to do that, and something's going to deflect them. Well, they're you're right. Up, like they're Ben's end up whole, on an ben, ice planet, Todd. <laughs> that's all there yeah. is to it. Because Ben's whole thing is, I need to get this girl home. That's it. Like so, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Straight to Alderaan. Let's do this. That's what I would do. That, Unless that there's would be my some point, yeah. some weird reason why that can't happen, or maybe they will. Maybe they'll take her to Alderaan and she'll be done with the series. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. And we'll, we will see. We will talk about it next time Correct. once we figure out what is going on. Any last thoughts? No, I think I'm ready for part five. See what's going on here. Enjoying the series thus far. You know, it leaves me. Oh, yeah. uh, Obviously, uh, we have things to talk about, but yet I also enjoy it every single week. So we'll see. Uh, really interested to see how it ends because, you know, I like how they tie everything together and, yeah, and, and you know, make the man babies cry. But yet make everybody's like, oh, it's acceptable <laughs> for us. Right, right, right. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast.